Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. On this beautiful, beautiful sunny day, Michael, how are you doing? I like the warm weather. I'm tired of the cold. I'm good with this. Well, our definition of cold here in northeastern Florida is slightly different than other parts of the globe. So when I wake up at 4.30 and go work out at 5, Mm -hmm. 60 degrees means maybe a long sleeve shirt to start, but you're going to be shorts and Mm t-shirt. 50s. Now I got my long leggings on. I like going shorts, t-shirt. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Well, as we're talking about shorts, t-shirt, and working out. Oh, oh, how's that for a segue? Oh, that's good. Today we're going to be looking at a movie that was released on December 25th, 2021. Just a few short months ago. Recent. Yes, the American underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, this movie... I have no idea how much it cost to make. Nobody seems to want to give up the goods on that. No, it was uh, the the one uh, Christian film blog mm-hmm. that I found had an estimate between twelve and fifteen million. Yeah, to make and, okay. and what I had found at the time. Six million opening weekend, twenty six and a half gross. Where are you at? Yeah, you, you at, probably have more recent numbers. No, uh, I'm at twenty six yeah, and a half. And There's half, yeah. not much out there. Secret, uh, secret. This is a different kind of film. This isn't one of the big budget films we've done. This is not coming oh, no. from the massive movie houses of Hollywood. Rather, this is directed by Andrew and Joe Irwin. Uh, ESPN boys. ESPN boys wow. got their start in Birmingham. Birmingham and ESPN. Little, little Alabama, go Tide. Go, well, they were, you know, they were filming. UAB. Think of University nah, of Alabama, true. Birmingham. That's a big football school. Yeah, I also did a lot of Christian music videos. I thought that was interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. What I see, Casting Crown, Skillet. Yeah. Then they got into those Christian movies. Got into these. Well, and I like it. A Christian movie meets sports movie gives you American underdog. Andrew and Joe Irwin. Very, uh, what do we see? I still believe, I can only imagine, Woodlawn. I haven't seen Woodlawn yet. I was told that was a good one. Mom's Night Out. Yeah, don't know. No, we're going to have to get on these guys. I like it. This was a good movie. Well, this was a very good movie because... Kurt Warner is just a feel-good American story. What a great story. You know, uh, Kurt Warner uh, is played by the actor Zachary Levi. And uh, as we look at Zachary, you know, the the two things I had a hard time in watching this movie on. (laughs) I know where you're going to go. Okay, number one, he was recently Shazam. Uh And by the way, they're making a Shazam, too. So he's in that DC universe. But... We watch at our house The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime TV. That's we him. love Mrs. Maisel. She was in, he was in season 2, the surgeon love interest of Miriam Maisel. I have not seen so it. So I'm kind of watching this guy going, I see him as a Jewish doctor from New York <laughs> or a superhero, but wait, now he's playing Kurt Warner college kid. 
He does a good job. He does a good job, but he looked a little old to be playing Kurt Warner, college yeah, kid. I, I, I showed he was in Thor, TV series Chuck, Tangled. I, I didn't know him real well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Real well. But. but there again, you know, there he is in Thor, The Dark World, which is really the lamest of the Thor movies, by the right. way. It's just not very good in my estimation. But we digress. Uh, let's talk about who plays his love interest and ultimately becomes his wife. Uh, the character is Brenda Mione, played by Anna Paquin. Uh, we know she's Anna. She's big time. Oh, she's big time. She's That's big time. right. You know, the piano, X-Men. One, two, and three. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Let's not forget, she was in uh, one of these uh, you know, streaming service released movies, Netflix, The Irishman, that got oh, all sorts. Of, oh, it's you know. Well, you better carve out some time because it's like three, it's like three hundred hours long. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's a, it's a, it's a over three hour long movie. So I liked her in Scream Four because mm-hmm. I'm a big Scream fan. I think that's just uh, yeah. You know, when you can mix horror and comedy, that's oh, good yeah. stuff. That's good stuff. Um, in True Blood, I haven't seen True Blood, but uh, I mm-hmm. recognized her and it yeah. said, "Hey, she's in." that so i think she's big time and if we go in the Wayback machine she was in amistad oh and we've mentioned that here a few times now that movie you uh, have i haven't seen it excellent movie holy cow yes now playing uh brenda mione's uh, blind son zach is hayden zoller very first movie first film credit first credit he was excellent oh he was tremendous i, I watched a uh, youtube video of both kurt and brenda the real ones mm-hmm. uh and they loved him they yeah. thought he was incredible playing uh, their son, you know. And talk about anybody that could be critical of somebody playing a blind kid. It's the one who have a real blind kid. Yeah. They loved him. Yeah, he did a great job in this yeah. movie. Holy cow. Now, playing Kurt Warner's mom, Sue Warner, is Cindy Hogan. Uh, she's been in some of these Christian-based uh, movies as well, like The Case for Christ, mm-hmm. done a lot of TV. Uh, Boy Erased is another one I saw that she was in. Uh, you know, again, just kind of a, a little niche area oh, yeah. where she's carved out a career for herself. Now, playing Coach Dick Vermeil, you know. Now, <laughs> I remember Dick Vermeil no, as the big the, time. Well, as the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and then later on back of the, the 70s. St. Louis Rams. Yeah, yep. yeah. We're going in the way, way back there, Ron Jaworski years. Uh, Played by Dennis Quaid. I had a real hard time seeing Dennis Quaid being Dick Vermeil, but he pulls it off. He does a good good job. job. He really does. He really does. No, when I see uh, Dennis Quaid, you know, I loved Inner Space. I'm a big Mm -hmm. Martin Short fan. Yeah. You know, we're going to see him tonight. Uh Um, You know. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Great Balls of Fire. Mm -hmm. Did an excellent Jerry. Well, he did a good Jerry Lee Lewis. Sure. You know, any given Sunday. Yeah. Come on. Huge. Well, how about about Wyatt Earp? You know, he's mm-hmm. he's Doc mm-hmm. Holliday in that movie. That's big time. I forgot about that. The no. Day After Tomorrow. I really enjoy that movie. That's kind of a fun movie. That's a good uh, one. He was in the recent movie, Midway. Did a tremendous job in that. Uh, a Dog's Journey. A Dog's oh, yeah. Purpose. And, and let's not forget, Footloose 2015. Oh, now the remake. I You know, yeah, I haven't watched it. I had to do that it. The too, original yeah. was so good. Yeah, well, the yeah. remake was not good, but we had to throw that in there, All you right. know. Uh, how about playing the offensive coordinator for the Rams, Mike Martz, played by Chance Kelly. Uh, I love the movies he's in. The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, uh, American Gangster. Um, what else is he in? American Sniper. Uh, I'm missing the best one. He's, what else? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, well, Come this on. is true. There oh. you go. You have to throw that in Now, there. what's interesting there is 
everybody was questioning, was Mike Martz really that hard mm -hmm. on Kurt Warner? And there's an interview of Mike Martz, mm -hmm. very honest. He said, yeah. look, look where the kid came from. I had to know if I'm turning the team over to him, could he handle it? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's that great scene early on where he gets that chance with the Packers and uh, Mooch, yeah. his offensive coordinator, and uh, which I guess Brenda Warner thinks is one of the sexiest people ever. It was pretty funny in the interview. But, yeah. um, you know, he knew that. He, he bailed it there. He had blown it. And yeah. so he was tough on him. He's very open and honest about it. It's a good part of the movie. Well, you know, if you're going to turn yeah. over your NFL franchise that is clearly marked for the playoffs mm -hmm. and a potential Super Bowl contender, you better make sure that the guy behind the steering wheel knows how to drive. Exactly. So that exactly. uh, was a good, a good point. Uh Playing the coach of the Iowa, coach slash owner of the Arena Football League, Iowa Barnstormers, D-Day, Jim Foster, played by Bruce McGill. <laughs> Man, we love Bruce McGill. Love Bruce McGill. Uh, you know, we know him from Animal House, of course. He's D-Day. He's D-Day. Uh, but he's also Wildcats. in Cinderella Man, Wildcats. Love Wildcats. My favorite role that he's in is Legend of Bagger Vance. Uh, I, I had that down for you, but I figured you were going my cousin Vinny. Yeah, oh, that's another good one. Yeah, right along, too. He just Ryan. pops up everywhere. And you he's know where good. he was almost recently, where he's really good? Holy cow. Again, watch it. Consider it like a, se a six or seven hour movie. Uh -oh. The new uh, series, Reacher. Oh my word! You know the whole Jack Reacher. Yeah, but it's well, but not here now Tom Cruise. No, no Tom. So the character <laughs> Jack Reacher. This is true from the books. The character Jack Reacher is supposed to be like six foot five, chiseled granite, a a, a walking refrigerator. That's what he's supposed to be. So when the movie Jack Reacher comes out, and there's Tom Cruise, everybody's going. There's like a midget playing. Jack Reacher. This doesn't make any sense. I'm well, sure everybody had to be on their knees in front of him. Oh, let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> this is good. And uh, he plays a villainous mayor in uh, Reacher. He is excellent in this uh, show. So definitely worth the look. Check it out. Jack Reacher. Good one. Um, Bruce McGill is in it. Uh, playing uh, his college coach, Coach Allen, is Adam Baldwin. And, uh, you know, we know One Adam. One of the lesser-known Baldwin brothers. But, but they keep multiplying. Every time they you do. turn around, there's another Baldwin, isn't there? They're good. Uh, you know, pa I like the Baldwin. He's in the Patriot, Full Metal Jacket, Independence Day. He's good. Uh, he's always that guy, like, a step behind the lead characters. You know, I hated his character in um, the, the Patriot. Yeah. Only because you're like, are you being on the other side? What are you doing here? Yeah. You're missing that. Yeah, what's you your know, deal? It's all about Mel Gibson. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's true. But he's good. It's true. And then finally playing, uh, let's see, the character uh, Mike uh, Mike uh, Hoodnett, uh, who's his, uh, Kurt Warner's roommate in college. Then they uh, kind of reconnect at the Iowa Barnstormers. Just is always there rooting him on and kind of living vicariously through Kurt Warner is Sir Darius Blunt, uh, the actor, we know him from uh, most recently Jumanji, the reboot with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, yeah. and the Lousy Footloose. And oh, look at that—a crossover with the remake of Footloose. Yeah, we we may have to do it just to irritate you. Oh boy, would that irritate no. you if I'm we did going, the remake? If we're going to do Footloose, you yeah. know which Footloose we're doing. Cause uh, it's all about Kevin Bacon. We got to do. Have we done a Kevin Bacon movie? Well, that's questionable. I mean, what's isn't Six it? Degrees of Kevin? Isn't that the whole well, thing? You know, we we haven't done Kevin Bacon, and who else haven't we done? Tom Cruise. Oh, and waiting. what movie do they intersect? 
which is one of the finest movies ever a few made. Good Men. There it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need we to do, do A Few one. Good Men. Oh. Man, we're digressing. That could be an hour-long one. Oh, that's a good one. I'd have to yeah, quote we, we, it. I love that one. That's all right. That's a you great that. movie. Now, uh, American Underdog really is a story about an underdog. Here's Kurt Warner. He's a college kid, uh, grows up, single-parent home. Uh, you know, dad left, mom is there raising uh, he and his brother. Uh, and he aspires to be a professional football player, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. This is the kid's dream. So... You and I are in the theater. Mm-hmm. We're, we're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. When you're in a theater, there's no pausing. There's no rewinding. You right. watch it straight through. There's no sure. real way to take notes. I mean, I've got popcorn and soda all over. I can't you know, take true. notes. But let me just say, it's moments like this that make me super proud of my own father. Mm-hmm. Because I tell people all the time, especially I just uh, had a talk with one of my former students the other day who's she's divorcing kids. She's like, nobody's going to want me. And I, I explained to her the same thing. If it's not for people like my father, yeah, I wouldn't be here. This is true. Because I, I think back to my grandparents. If my boys today said, hey, Dad, I want to go on a date Friday night. Will you babysit her children or mm-hmm. her child while I go out? I'd be like, what? Yeah. She's divorced. She has kids. Right. And that's exactly what my grandparents did. Yeah. I wouldn't be here right. if it wasn't for people like my dad that said, oh, you, yeah. you've been previously married. you have a child? I don't care. I want to get to know you. And boom, they yeah. get married. They have me. Hey. It worked out pretty well. It worked I out. like it. Well, I like it. It worked out well for you. Here's Kurt Warner. Yeah. She has two kids. And by the way, one is... Blind. Blind. Yeah. Now, former military. That would scare me. Mm-hmm. She was tough. And she's older than him. And he's still in college. Yeah. Love the start of this story. I can't believe it's real. I just love that. So, you know, here's, here's Kurt Warner going to this cowboy bar with his roommate, Mike. Uh, Mike is a cow. He, he's a wannabe <laughs> cowboy. Got the belt buckle. Got the hat. Got the boots. No got- stereotype here. We're in Iowa, and the black guy is more country than the white guy that doesn't know how to line dance. Which I is really it. It funny. But of course, yes. while they're at this at this bar, uh, what does Kurt do? He spies the lovely Brenda Mione. Bow. And he's smitten. Oh, he yeah. is absolutely smitten. And she, on the other hand, has, I would say, kind of a lower self-worth and value. Don't want to get caught up with me. I've got kids at home. You're in college. Kind of what I heard the other day on the phone. Yeah. 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 Who would want me? And yet here's Kurt Warner who pursues with grace, with, I would say, with really elegance. I mean, he's just a a kind-hearted good man who's... Got his dream of being a, a col- being an NFL football player, quarterback, Super Bowl winner, the whole thing. But at the yep, same yep. time, he's in love. And he dates her and pursues her. And even though his own college football coach benches him because he won't stay in the pocket, he's always rolling out Man, and breaking free. What and, are those quarterbacks doing using their feet? Oh, good heavens. Well, you know. Ahead of his time. Look at the NFL game today. If you're not <laughs> running, you're getting killed. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. it is as a quarterback in the NFL. But It was ahead of his time. But, you know, he he he's putting everything into getting drafted into the NFL. From a Division II school in Northern Iowa. In Northern Iowa. And... He really believes in his dream. He has patience in the dream. Mm-hmm. And then the dream doesn't happen. Well, he, he didn't start until he was a fifth-year senior. I mean, this yeah. isn't somebody who's been tearing it up at Division Two, Right. Right. Not at all. Now, his fifth-year senior year, his last year, he was good. He was spectacular. Good season. But, again, six major conferences. 
how many Division One schools, 100 and something? Yeah. You, yeah. you started at a Division Two Iowa school. Your last year. Yeah. One year. One year. One year of work. And he doesn't get drafted. But, but, he gets an invite. He does. To where? The worst team in the NFL. Well, I'm going to make you say it is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I just have to make you say it because it's just, I think, the right thing to do. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, but who yeah. was the starting quarterback of those Green Bay Packers when he arrived? Brett Favre. Oh, yes. And who was Favre. the... Yeah. Good old Brett Favre. And yeah. what else? Who else was on that coaching well, staff? That offensive coordinator was Mooch. Yeah, Steve, Steve Mariucci. Mariucci. Yeah, Mariucci. Now I think of what, the NFL Network he's on now? Steve Mariucci, I think so. I think he's on NFL Network. I think he went from offensive coordinator there to San Francisco as head coach. Yeah, right? he sure did. Uh, Steve Young, I think he got to yeah. right at the end of his career. Yeah. Maybe? Right, a tough break, huh? Yeah, well. <laughs> and what anyway. happens to Kurt Warner? Let's get back into this kind of long-suffering idea. He... Um, he well, doesn't feel ready. He doesn't they make, get rid of him. He got rid of him after pretty one quick. day. Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, it was pretty much one day, and off he goes. And yet his love is strong to dear Brenda, and he comes back. And it's kind of a beautiful scene. I love the one scene in the movie. He's in the garage with Brenda's dad. Oh, yeah. And and Dad dad asks, uh, you know, where's this going? Well, Dad was going to be moving away. Yeah, Dad wanted, was going to move to Arkansas. what's going on. Hey, son, you're living in my house. Yeah. Which, okay, that's weird. But yeah. He loves it. It's a daughter. Yeah. Can you take care of my daughter? Yeah. Will you? Will you, yeah. Will mm-hmm. you are the, it's the big word. And he says, Kurt When Warner, things get tough. Yeah, he says, I will be there. I will I will be there. Yeah. He he tries. He does. He really tries. They have moments. It doesn't mean he has money. It doesn't mean he has a beautiful home. It doesn't mean he has Mm-mm. any of this stuff. But what he has is devotion and faith in her and in his dream. We we see him take a stocking job at the grocery store, which everybody's heard about the Kurt Warner grocery. Yeah, the, the high know, what is it, the high V? High V. Oh, oh high V's huge in Iowa. I yeah. miss those Brats. You oh, know, you know, I've never so been to good. Iowa. I have never, never been, to Iowa. never physically stepped foot in Iowa. Have you been in a high V? Uh, I've never been in a high V. Oh. Never physically stepped foot in a high V. Oh, you understand? They I, have. I don't major, understand. They make their own brats, different, different uh, seasonings. Okay. I'd go in and get two Cajun, two butter garlic, whatever you want. I mean, it's whatever you want. This this explains so good. This explains a lot. So it good. really does. <laughs> your word hey you want good chinese in iowa you go to Hyde. well you know it's like in it's back where i came from in jersey you know i could i could take you to all the great chinese places shout out to uh craig classen he was the head of the high v there in uh, columbus okay. uh nebraska took yeah. good care of us yeah. fundraisers for ptl yeah unbelievable this son chase who was in my sixth grade now yeah. Big, big uh, Hy-Vee guy. He runs a high, his own Hy-Vee. Yeah. So good good kids. Now, what, what's amazing is he's working at this Hy-Vee, and he's he's approached by uh, this owner of the Iowa Barnstormers, Jim Foster, to come and play an arena football. It's a and circus. he introduces him to the circus of arena football, which is basically the, the field is the size of a hockey rink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are boards that hurt when you hit them (laughs) they're padded uh and the game moves way faster it is so much fun way faster than the nfl yeah so finally kurt warner agrees he breaks down and he realizes this nfl dream may never happen remember he was a fifth year starter in college he's now not been in the nfl for more than a year 
he's old by NFL standards. Yeah. So when he gets to the when he gets to the big show of the arena of barnstormers of arena football. Uh, great helmets, by the way. Love oh, yeah. the helmets with the goggle decal on the front. That's very cool. Uh, what happens? Well, he washes out the first game because he's just holding the ball too long. Oh, yeah. Not arena football. Then he figures out the game has to move faster. One, two, throw. I mean, it was like bing, bang, boom. He has to get rid of the ball. And then he finds out this other little secret. <laughs> For every touchdown he scores in arena football, what does he get? $100 bill. Oh, $100 bill. $100 bill. And then he had the jar. And he starts putting the touchdown money oh into the jar. Six, seven a game. He was fine. Oh, he's flying. And he takes them all the way to the arena bowl. If I were his running back, yeah. I'd be a little upset because he ain't going to hand off that ball when he's getting $100 per he's throw. Never, you're never going to see the ball. not going to see the ball. Unless you leak out of the backfield and have him throw it to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. That's gotta it. Get a catch. He is never going to hand you that ball. Never, ever going to happen. Hand it forward. Now, what we learn in this is that, of course, the relationship is going to have its ups and downs and peaks and valleys, and she wants to end it because this doesn't seem to, you know, he's he's kind of living a different life. He's in a different city, playing arena football. She's back with the kids. Parents are in Arkansas. So we're getting this kind of, you know, familial grab that's pulling him from his dream of playing football. And, yeah. And yet, what do we learn from Kurt Warner? When her parents are are ultimately they die due to a, a tornado that blows through their we, home in we, Arkansas. We didn't talk about a spoiler alert on this. That's okay. But it is real life. It's it's real life. It's the a real story. Been out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It's who is it? It's Kurt Warner who goes and he drives her. and drives Brenda there, yeah. and they're digging through the rubble, and he never leaves her side after that. The best moment was. He brings the two kids back to Iowa while mm-hmm. she's able to stay and help yeah. settle the estate and, and stuff. And he takes I mean, care of the kids. What a great guy. I mean, you're just looking at this going, this is a man of total character. And, and I think what's beautiful is that it's Brenda who's sharing faith with him. Yeah. She's the one. Yeah. He finally says to her one time, this, this seems really important to you. And, you know, her answer was beautiful. She said, you know, when she was a little girl growing up, there was a woman in church who said, there's something special about you. God has something special in store for you. And and that she resonated right. and that resonated with Kurt because Kurt always felt there was something special about him and there was something in store for him. And and I think this circles to this whole notion at this point of patience. You know, we are an impatient people and we oh, yeah. want instant gratification, instant success, we want instant winning, instant victories. And that isn't you know, Instant what, results. You know, the Bible doesn't talk that way about it. You know, it's Paul says it this way. It's in uh, Galatians chapter 5. He says, you know, but the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And, and, you know, as I think about those words, I really do think about Kurt Warner in this. You know, he loves her. They have joy when they are together. He's at peace when he's with her kids, which is amazing. And he demonstrates incredible patience in the relationship, but in his pursuit of his ultimate dream. You know, most people at his age, going through what he had gone through to this point, would have given up. But that isn't what he does at all. You know, it's, it's in the book of James. It's uh, chapter 5 in the book of James. James says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it 
until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. This whole notion of, of waiting is so alien to our culture. You know, we talk about Kurt Warner as an underdog because, you know, what happens after this? He gets an invite to the Rams camp. Now, the Rams have a quarterback. The Rams are, are, are a team that's loaded and everybody believes is going to go to the Super Bowl. And what happens to Trent Green in, what is it, like the second week? First uh, or second it, game? It, well, I think in the movie it is. In real life, it's training camp. Yeah. He goes he was out in training camp. I yeah. think it was his first preseason game. Yeah. Was he goes down yeah. for the season. And Kurt Warner is going to get his chance. Now, before he ever got that chance, the coaching staff was hard on him. You know, we talk about Mike Martz being hard on Kurt Warner. And he is. But why is he hard on him? Because he's going to turn an NFL football team potentially over to this guy. And he's going to put his career on the line for him. And here again, Kurt Warner's patience and preparation pays off. He works hard. He works extra hard. And then he has players around him like Isaac Bruce who champion him, who cheer him on, who encourage him. His wife is there cheering him on, encouraging him, blessing him. And what happens when they turn him loose on the field? Well, one of the greatest shows on turf, on turf. appears in the NFL. Who would have thought that Kurt Warner would have led the Rams all the way to the Super Bowl? And, and that's really the underdog story, isn't it? You know, kid from a Division II Northern Iowa college, you know, played for the Iowa Barnstormers in the Arena Football League, uh, bounced, you know, around, uh, worked at a high V, ends up leading the St. Louis Rams at that time, now the Los Angeles Rams again, uh, <laughs> to the Super Bowl and a victory. And, and you know, what's beautiful about Kurt Warner as you watch this kind of the patience that pays off, you know, the, the long suffering that sees light at the end of the tunnel. You know, he goes on to have not just that one year, you know, they go back to the Super Bowl the next year, they lose. Uh, he'll be picked up by the New York Giants, which, oh, by the way, guess who he got to mentor? Uh, another Super Bowl <laughs> quarterback by the name of Eli Manning. You may know him now from hot sauce commercials. Um, but Eli That's Manning. Peyton's little brother. Yeah, we know him as yeah. Peyton's little guy. Uh, but then, let's not forget, he ends up in Arizona and leads the Arizona Cardinals to the Super Bowl. They'll lose to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was living in Arizona at the time. That was kind of heartbreaking. But, you know, here's this guy, this long-suffering underdog and now he's in the Professional Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, how are you in your long suffering? You know, how patient are you? I, I don't know about you, Michael. I am not necessarily the most patient person. I work on it. I try to learn to slow down, appreciate the moments, appreciate the things that are going on around me. But it's so easy it's to kind of get jacked up and want to rush forward, to plow forward, to not appreciate these small moments that God's giving you along the way. You know, look at Kurt Warner. He marries this woman, Brenda. He adopts those two kids as his very own. And then they go on to have, I think, five more children together. 
Uh, he's an amazing story, if you ask me. Um, how about you, Michael? What, what are you thinking about this? Well, obviously, growing up in that time, watching what he did, it was an amazing story. I thought the amazing part was here we see him lead the, the Rams. Next thing you know, he's leading the Cardinals, you know, 10 years later. Yeah. I mean, he was already kind of older, like you right. said, breaking into that NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you start to learn about him. I mean, what a neat guy. It is an amazing story. It has a wonderful faith. Um, I think more and more Christians are trying to be silenced in the media. Let's face it. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. You right. know? And, and so, in fact, we have somebody who's been so well-liked, who's done so well, that's coming out and saying, this is important. My faith is important. Yeah. Um, I would encourage everybody. You can, you can watch this movie... YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime for five ninety nine. You can rent it. It's yeah. well worth it. I spent a lot more to rent out a theater, <laughs> but it was worth it too. Yeah. Um, but more important, go to YouTube and watch some of the interviews yeah. with with the real characters, with Kurt Warner and Brenda Warner, and and just listen to the way these guys speak about their Lord. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, how they talk about their Lord, how they live out their faith, and how in their patience. There's such tremendous joy. Mm. And I think that's a good place for us to stop and kind of ponder our question of the day. You know, where do you need patience in your life? Where is it that you currently need to pause and, and wait patiently for the Lord to kind of reveal what's next, to uh, open up your eyes to the next step, the next thing, the next moment? Uh are you being long-suffering, or are you trying to rush God's plan? I think it's a great place for us to stop this time. Now, next week, uh, here in lovely Jacksonville, Florida, down in a little town, swanky town called Ponte Vedra, uh, <laughs> we have this little golf course called golf the course. Stadium Course at the Players Club. And, and they're going to be hosting the Players' Championship, of which... I'll be volunteering, so look for me on hole. You'll be there. I'll be on hole number 16, right by the big live oak tree just short of the green. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. So to kind of honor the golfers coming to our town, we're going to take a look at a, a Disney movie that takes a moment in time that forever changed the game of golf in the United States, the greatest game ever played. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>